Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Oswe Cardona, and I'm joined by Link Keller. Hi. Laura Taylor. Hey. And special guest, first time on GT Radio, Kayla Dvorak. Hello. Dvorak? 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 Dvorak. Dvorak? Yeah. Dvorak. Don't say Dvorak. Kayla Dvorak. That's incorrect. Thank you. Thank yes. you for yeah. Josue is very <clears throat> thank you specific about pronouncing. I want to make names. sure. I want to make sure it's right. It's important to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, welcome. Uh, the the reason why you're here is because <laughs> Lara. Uh, you know we take turns um, picking a topic, and uh, every week you know one of us goes, and we usually bring up who, who's going to go. And uh, I've been asking Lara, and. She kept saying, like, oh, I don't know. I don't have an idea because I've been, like, obsessed with something. <laughs> and, like, it's good to me. And the first week, I was like, okay, it's fine. We can skip you. And then the second time she said, I was like, whoa, that's your topic. That, that, <laughs> I think that's it. I think we, I, the I would, first time I, was something else. But then it was my second time. And I was like, all that's on my brain is buying this house, stuff at work, and this Friday night cast game we've been playing. <laughs> Please tell us more about that. I gotta explain everything. Hey, start, yeah. start with explaining cast, and then and then and then explain uh, what's happening on cast. Here, Kayla, you want to explain cast? I, yeah, I can explain cast. Uh, cast is, stands for Community of Applied Spiritual and Therapeutic Tabletop Gamers. Uh, we are a Discord server of helping professionals who like to use tabletop role-playing games and board games in an applied manner. Uh, we also stream doing those things. <laughs> yeah, more and more shows being added. Yeah, we, uh, we have Friday Night Cast, which is uh, every Friday night at... 9 30 p.m eastern <laughs> on twitch i always forget the time zone transitions uh and then we have every other sunday is gaze of our lives which is an all queer cast playing queer games and talking about being queer <laughs> uh, that's every other sunday and then uh newly started is the tabletop transformations which is the fourth Thursday of every month where Menachem and Tanya talk about how tabletop games can help us in our spiritual journeys. We have another show coming, but I, I can't talk about that one yet. No. For our no. listeners, you can check that out at twitch.tv slash cast with two gamers. Gs underscore yes. gamers. Yes. Thank you. Or on YouTube we're cast with two t's gamers no underscore that's correct yeah yeah and that discord server uh how, how could we possibly find it or or join if we one were so interested <laughs> uh so we're working on getting a submission form filled out in our it'll be in our link tree which you can access in our about page on twitch We'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's cast. And then so 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 you've been playing a game. We've been recently. playing a game, Kids on Brooms. Mm-hmm. Um yes. by if I had thing out. Oh, Doug Lewandowski. 
uh, yep. oh, on, I forget on rolling for change. Night. We've yes. uh, you've talked about kids on brooms and kids on bikes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they've played uh, a campaign on there as well. And uh, and Menachem, which you mentioned before, has also been on on rolling for change. Mm-hmm. Um. So kids on brooms. I started playing. Uh, the group that plays on Fridays had been playing games together since before I joined, and then Kids on Brooms was the first game I played with them. Uh, then we decided to do a bunch of other games and then stream, and we streamed a bunch of other games and decided we really wanted to come back to the characters that we played in Kids on Brooms. And um, it's been a very interesting, <laughs> uh, enlightening experience. Um, I think it's very interesting that we have a, a queer show, and yet most of like what we're going to talk about is like the queer journey and the relationship that our characters have. Uh, but this Super game has gay. been, it's, it's so gay. It's so gay. It's so good. Um, Before you start uh, yeah. describing your characters, could you give us a little quick synopsis of uh, kids on brooms and how it sort of works and, and the play style and everything? Um, Kids on Brooms is uh, like a rules light kind of game compared to D&D or any of that. You do have dice. You have stats. Um, You're using a D20 or D6s? A whole bunch of them. Each stat has a different die. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love that. An excuse Um, to use all of my clackies. Exactly. So like you can have a D20 in brawn and like be able to beat things up, right? Or... You can have a D4 in brains and not make some good decisions. Um, There's each, like, we talk about playbooks. There's tropes instead of classes or whatever. So in this one, it's kids on brooms. So it's all, I don't want to say Harry Potter based, but Harry Potter, magicians, that kind of stuff. That's Um, the obvious way to explain it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got like the firstborn caster. That's my character. Um, the haughty descendant. That's Kayla's character. Um, you've got you, um, unlikely ally. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the. Oh, teacher's pet. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of good ones. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah whole bunch of tropes you answer questions based on that um there's a lot of relationship building in the game uh we ask each other relationship questions at the beginning of the game each time we play or not each time we play each season set of sessions during the character creation and world building there are relationship questions that will ask you you'll roll a die you roll the d20 and whatever number you get is the question you ask. And you can you can ask a question about a, a character relationship that is negative or positive, or you don't know the person. Mm-hmm. And then we built the world together in that we have a GM. It is a GM'd game. Um, Dustin is wonderful and created this world for us. But we get to have input, too, and there we build in rumors that may be true or not, help give him ideas on where to go and what we're interested in in the world. Um, this particular version, our first time playing, we were students at a 
high school in Yale, or not in Yale, in Salem, uh, where we were dealing with descendants of the original Salem witches. Um, And then we end up our second time playing, which is our first time streaming, um, we're at Yale. We went to Yale. We went to Yale, where the secret societies at Yale are magical societies. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the gist of Kids on Brooms. It's a fun game. It's a lot of fun. And I think it's the first game I have played outside of D&D or World of Darkness games. So, and since now I've played other games, but that was interesting. expanded her horizon since then. (laughs) Kids on Brooms is a gateway tabletop game. It is a gateway (laughs) tabletop game. (laughs) Uh, And then I've been along for the ride and played some awesome things. Um, But I think how this applies to... Why is my insulin pump going off in the middle of talking about things? Um, Our diabetes podcast coming soon. Remember? Diabetes podcast coming soon, <laughs> especially um, Turning Red is coming out soon. Um, this game has been eye-opening for me personally in my life and journey and being able to heal some past issues in my life. Um, that I don't know. It's been not just the tr- the relationship trauma that we have been working on in this game with our characters, but like my confidence, my ability to see myself in a different light. This game has been wonderful. Um, but that's that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Although it was Josue's idea to bring Kayla on and make us talk about the, the awkwardness in this game. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I brought Kayla on because it sounds like the best way to understand ourselves and each other <laughs> might be through the media we care about. <clears throat> and this sounds like a great example uh, for everything you, you just said. Um, so please t- tell us, tell us, tell us about those moments, how, how they started, like what, what has been so meaningful Please um, bear your souls as much as you are comfortable. Yeah, I feel like you should tell us well, about your characters first. Well, <laughs> well it started. <laughs> it started with Dustin rolling a relationship question for my character, Lexa. I believe is how it start. How this started, mm-hmm. because our characters in the initial game we played did I not. They did didn't not like each like, other. Yeah. Well, Riley, my character Riley likes pretty much everybody and is kind of open to... Who is Riley? Yeah, who is Riley? Riley is the firstborn caster. Riley has little experience in the world of magic, or used to, um, and was looking kind of timid, wanted input from other people, um, unsure of herself. Uh, by the end of this first year at Yale that we've done is a little more sure of herself. Um, It's been an interesting growth arc that we're going to get to, but yeah, um, she kind of a kind of lost in, in the world uh, 
at the beginning when we played. Uh, basically, we have built in the beginning, especially it was a it was totally a, a Harry Malfoy like vibe, except less confident. Even I'm pretty sure I read that fan fiction. I'm so excited. <laughs> you could go watch it right now mm. on Twitch. You, and you could. You could. You could. <laughs> so who's Lexa then? <laughs> Oh, who is Lexa? Lexa is a descendant of the Salem witches um, and is torn between what uh, her family wants, who her family is. So Lexa's rich. (laughs) Um, And uh, full of herself to a degree and guarded. uh, But also... stuck in this position of having to follow what the family wants because it's what they think is best for the coven. And they also believe that, I mean, they're basically pure bloodists. And torn between that and being her own person. Um, and I had initially kind of started that when we were playing the first time. Uh, and then Dustin rolled that dice <laughs> that asked that question. And it was like very, I think it literally was like, it was either like the secret question or the love question. I think it was something like, when did you know your feelings for this person had changed? I think, I think that's right. And you brought up, well, what if, what if she likes Riley? And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm up for that. Let's do that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it started. <laughs> and and now we're completely obsessed. Completely <laughs> obsessed. But the but the problem with with that, the problem I had with the the having feeling Lexa having feelings for Riley and moving a relationship forward was that Lexa did a thing. Um, in the initial game we played, kids, I'm going to call it Kids on Brooms Session Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a thing that was not very good. Um, there was Riley, there was like no consent involved. And it was like a complete one-off. I had accidentally basically wrote in that... <laughs> a vampire unintentionally and then it was a thing but then it got brought up uh in our in our yelkapades game and i was and it wasn't supposed to be some deep thing because the original kids on brooms that we were playing was supposed to be a one shot that Mm -hmm. turned into like months of playing um and it was like we didn't even think about it until it got brought into this this season of Kids on Brooms. Yep. Um, basically, Lexa had another character, Calvin, uh, take Riley's blood unknowingly to see if why she had magic powers because she shouldn't have had magic powers because or at least this strong of powers because she was a firstborn caster. Um, And then Calvin lied 
to Riley about where the scar came from and said it was the headmaster of the school that was a vampire. Because Calvin bit Riley in Because he's a raccoon. He's a (laughs) raccoon. It gets complicated, but that's the gist of it. That is the gist of it. Uh, Um, So not only was Riley humiliated by being lied to, but also in lying convincingly to uh, thinking that she was telling the truth to other students to watch out for this headmaster who is a vampire. Who is not a vampire. No, who's not a vampire. Um, so we had to figure out a way to address all of this in this like relationship that was budding in the, in, in our season. Um, and that, was awkward conversation in the game. <laughs> I I think it, I, it was painful. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to do most of the talking. It was painful. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was. I and Dustin, our GM, did a really great job of of working lexa up to the point so lexa uh is a legacy a yale legacy because of course (laughs) um and is also a legacy of skull and bones and so lexa joined skull and bones started having divination dreams um and dustin started putting in into the dreams interactions with riley that were like riley saying like you'll have to tell me the truth at some point and like leading us ultimately into this place of like something is going to have to happen here. Um, and it did after like 11 episodes, 11 episodes. We dragged it out a while, a long time. It was interesting. Um, because you were gone for a couple weeks and that ended up, pushing the story further. Yeah, I think it because did something to the story. It did Riley something. Was, yeah. Riley was... So, in that piece, um, we got attacked by not the big bad, but the big bad's minions. And the minion, like, steals... It's called a leech. It steals people's memories. Um, and... Riley was worried that Lexa was going to forget about this building relationship, about the date, the date that they were supposed to have, um, about everything. Um, and so Kayla being gone led me to being like having Riley a little more frantic. And then Lexa wakes up and we have this big conversation about consent um and like hold it and and being accountable for what she's done because we finally after 11 episodes they kiss and then it's like wait i think i'm falling in love with you but i owe you an apology exact exact words (laughs) um yeah and for me it was interesting playing that scene out with you because like everybody that we play with was waiting for that moment they were waiting for a happy ending um and that was not happening because we wanted to make sure 
that we didn't just gloss over this this horrible thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And then because Lexa was honest, then Calvin had to be honest, and then it it turned into like a oh you also took Eliza's blood <laughs> and and Calvin and Eliza are dating and, and it was it was a whole it was a whole thing. And it was interesting um, playing that scene out. I was, it would have been different, I think, if we hadn't had this other, um, if you go and watch the, the, the playthrough, I'm trying to figure out ways because if, if I, if someone that I love woke, woke up from basically a coma, like I would be like, oh, I want to give you a big kiss, right? <laughs> Didn't happen because we were about to have a conversation about consent. So I had to be like, do you even remember who I am? Uh, and, and that whole thing. Um, if I kissed you right now, would it be weird? <laughs> exactly. I mean, Just Riley did kiss Lexa. And it, it wasn't weird, but it was. But it was, but it was like a, there was a whole conversation before it because of this idea. It wouldn't have felt right to do what they do in the movies because, oh, yeah, you might not know who I am. I don't know what you remember. Um, so that was interesting. That was interesting. Watching that, those two episodes I was gone, it was, I was, like, dreading doing it because I was like, oh, my God, Laura really, like, has Riley leaning into this. Like, Riley did not leave Lexa's bed for the two episodes. Like, she stayed next to... So mm -hmm. Alexa and like was the one that took like got her away and, and all of this. And so I watched those two episodes. And I was like, oh, God, I this is going to be painful. Like, this is going <laughs> to suck. <laughs> and then there was a. Um, we debrief after every game session. We have a checkout and ask questions and. I don't even remember exactly what I said, but there was a point where I was reflecting on past relationships I've been in that unconsensual things have happened, really messed up things have happened. And it's been healing to play through this in a different way. Like, I reacted differently back in the day than my character is reacting. And... I know that Kayla is playing a character who genuinely wants to be different and genuinely wants, like, there's accountability, right, for what happened. So it's been, it's been eye-opening. My therapist has heard a lot about it. <laughs> I've talked to my, I've talked to both of my therapists <laughs> about it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 and Laura and I have done a lot of back-end processing and talking about the experience, and I don't really, not, neither one of us had, like, done, it's not like we were like, we're gonna go into this, and these characters no. are gonna do this thing for us. It was like a, oh, we found ourselves in, like, a situation that, could be reflective of similar relationship situations we've been in in the past. Um, and but, now we're making playlists 
and drawing You're, art it, and yeah. um, I, I might have, be writing a book. Right. Um, and <laughs> I, I mean, I'm planning like an off season, like Lex is going to write letters to Riley. It's a whole thing. Um, because as the Kayla's po- getting a tattoo. Well, I'm <laughs> yes, and I'm just adding it to my tattoo right. that I currently have. That it just fits perfectly. So mm-hmm. I've added. I've asked for a, a slight adjustment. Um, right. Yeah, it's. I. It's Games interesting. Are magic. It really <laughs> this game in particular. It's interesting because I. What have not been like the Alexa in a situation, and mm-hmm. so it's I've been able to like reflect on not necessarily like being empathetic of like someone who's done harm, but being able to like experience something that feels uh, like a similar type of harm and be able to like position it differently has has allowed me to like hold that particular trauma that I have in a much different way, which um, allowed me to really like process some things in a less painful way, <laughs> you know? And, and so that's been very cool. That is the magic of role playing to me is that it allows you to to of course play characters that are not like you at all and yet still find ways to relate that back to yourself and come to better understand yourself and the way that you've interacted with other people and the things that they've done and being able to reframe it in such a way because you you're playing you're you're playing a fun fun little game and so it's like the stakes are low like i can sit down and really like chew on this without having an emotional meltdown, maybe a little emotional meltdown, but in a fun way. Well, about that, like, Kayla's playing someone very different from herself. I'm fucking Riley. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You are. Um, I mean, even even how, like, Riley dresses. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh... I haven't shown you the picture of my green hair that um, that Riley has, basically. Like, when I created this character, like, it was the first time I was making a character, like, outside of D&D for, or, or Vampire. And, like, I was like, I don't know what to do. It's a one-shot. I'm just going to throw myself there. It's fine. And that has been a lot and also, it's bit, like I'm doing things as we play to differentiate myself. Um, but there is a lot of what we call bleed in, <laughs> in playing. I, where the character's bleeding into my life, I'm bleeding into the character. It's a lot. Um, I, I love that. It's, oh, it's just a one shot. I'll just put myself in the game. <gasps> it's me. Uh, oh, <laughs> this big mirror is, is reflecting back at me. Oh, it's oh. so it's so cool because like we've. It'll be a a year in October since Lara's been playing with us, and we've been playing since March of 2020. So it's actually been... no, it'll be two years. Yeah, in yeah. October. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wild time. So yeah. it, it's it's because you talk about yeah, I created Riley, and I just 
I, I just made me. But you've now played like so many other games and mm -hmm. you talked about like your confidence and Riley's confidence. And I think that's reflective in the character choices that you make, uh, mm -hmm. right? Like Ollie is not you. Right. No, Ollie is my wife. Uh, we Wheels <laughs> Wheels is not you. Wheels is not me, no. So I I think yeah, it's a nice reflective thing. It was yeah, like it was a throwaway. I was like, oh, okay. And there was a point where we asked, like we in one of our debriefs or on a panel or something we were talking about what's our favorite character. And it was at that time, it was my Star Wars character, Nuxo. Riley's my favorite now. <laughs> and that has a whole other deep meaning uh, when I start thinking about how Riley is me mm -hmm. um, and how I used to feel about myself. So Yeah, look at that. I mean, we have their whole entire lives planned out. Okay. We do. We have like, okay, so after every time we end a game, we do kind of an epilogue, see where they're at in like a month or six months or whatever. We have the final epilogue already planned. Yeah. Because they will get a happy ending. Because I do not play a game where my gay characters do not get a happy ending. There's got to be plenty of angst. Plenty of angst, but they get the happy ending. <laughs> and, and that's another thing that we've talked about is like having control over the gay angst. Like, I grew up in r rural America where it was, it just was. Gay angst just existed all the time, constantly, and I didn't get to shut it off, ever. Um, and now, with Lux and Riley, I mean, we talked so much about, like, how do you want, how do you want this scene to go? Like, how painful do you want it? Mm -hmm. uh, and then we went and, and did it, knowing we had control over the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of conversation about like I don't want I don't want Riley to end up like I want her to be upset, right? Like she gets to be upset, but I don't want her to be cynical or cruel, hating life or cold, right? And so I'm walking a fine line now as we're about to go into doing our epilogues in a few days of what is going to happen and, and I and Kayla and I have talked about the plan and I think I'm in a good spot where we're going to leave it with a little bit of an open door um because yeah we're not like everybody was expecting a date and I know not get it. you'll have to wait for season two for the date because Lexa will win Riley back in season two that's exactly. the plan exactly so much more broom riding which one of our players literally thought was a euphemism and we're like, no, no, like, <laughs> we are broom riding. Like, we are broom riding. It can be euphemism, but we're not using it that way maybe, right now. Maybe one, maybe one day, maybe one day. Season three. <laughs> yeah. season well, three, maybe. you mentioned season three. We are playing all four years of Yale. We are. So we are. We'll be going back to these characters uh, next September. Mm -hmm. All, All right, from so, a one shop. Yeah, yeah. So, so I hear you saying that now. It's like, no, we're planning it out. I, I, I don't want her to be cruel. I want her to be like this. I, you know, I want her to go through this. But like, you're, you're in it. What? When did the decision happen? Like, when did you see that? Oh, 
we do like this became like I have a choice. <laughs> I can I can go down this one path that is th that will I'm gonna deal with some stuff. I'm gonna process some 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 real stuff versus like I don't want to do that. I'm gonna do something completely different because I'm I don't I don't want to go through that. We were on a path, <laughs> and then I mentioned something that came up for me in a session, and then Kayla had a realization, and then we processed that yeah. together. In a session, um, in a in a play session, or a or a no, session? just together, just us chatting. Oh, you guys, right? okay, okay. Um, it and it's stuff that like most of the other players in our game aren't gonna get. Um, mm -hmm. I like Gaze of Our Lives. We do it's all queer people playing games together. I do appreciate the the group we have now is solid, and I enjoy showing them what it's like there is so much like they're witnessing basically my teenage years and my college years um well mostly my college years um the whole experience of like this is my friend should it be a rela is this a relationship should it be more than friends i don't know like that's something we've talked about. It's like, so awkward, it's, <laughs> and that's why the conversations that we've had is so awkward um, in the game. Um, is this also our life of strange? Uh, life, life is strange podcast, isn't that? Yes, that, it can, that we can also yeah, yeah. include this in the my life is strange. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't know it was happening until Lara literally said in the debrief. Yeah, like I've been in this situation before, and I was like, "Oh, sh oh, okay, uh -huh. yeah." Uh, the only thing that I was determined to make happen was Alexa had to hold herself accountable. That was the only thing that mattered to me, and so uh, that was intentional. The mm -hmm. own the owning of the harm and the the assurance uh, and the statement of repairing the harm that Alexa made uh in episode 11 was extremely important to me because those are some of my top values and so i i was not going to feel great about putting um lexa and riley in, and riley in that situation where uh she was never going to get to know about this this harm that happened right and being able to sit with like I have not been in the Lexa position. I've been um, always the Riley position, but like being able to have that conversation and have someone not make excuses mm -hmm. and not, other people made excuses for Lexa. Yeah. <laughs> and Lexa's like, nah, I did a fucked up thing. <laughs> um, but to have someone not make excuses and not blame me for the thing. Ah, beautiful. It was, it was. Yeah. Getting some of that Great. RPG catharsis. It was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was literally like I was giving myself exactly what I wanted to hear mm -hmm. from the most traumatic relationship I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And that was a 
whole mood and that was not <laughs> planned it no. was not planned i was like i just think lexa i just want to make lexa like chuck bass because i like chuck bass and we'll see how that goes Wait, so, so was it was it like a realization afterwards yeah or or as it was happening so i mean i so the the holding lexa accountable was was intentional and planned the realization that oh i just i just had this conversation with lexa where i'm giving lexa's giving somebody i'm verbally saying these things and these are the things that i needed and should have heard from the person who harmed me that was an after the fact thing yeah yeah this Josue, you're you're asking like, did you plan this? It's it's never really it's planned. It's yeah. it's a lot of unconscious work. Like you are playing a character, and that character is going to go places you don't expect. Yeah. But part of you is like, hello, it's still me in mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we need this. Yeah. My, yeah. my therapist called it. Uh, said it was like one of the most integrative things she's ever like witnessed, and like I blew her mind when I was talking to her about it. Yeah. And she just sat there and was like, I think you've sold me on this like tabletop role playing <laughs> thing. Um, and then and then today I had EMDR and managed to clear clear that particular experience with that relationship in 20 minutes. Congrats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had said, I was like, I think it's going to feel different because I feel different about it. I walked mm -hmm. out and <laughs> messaged Laura. <laughs> it was like the first thing I did. It's yeah, also brought way. us closer. To, to, to yeah. be clear, I I know I know it was realized afterwards, but I, my question was like, is it was it realized like as it was happening, or did it take some time of like self reflection? And um and that, that's interesting because I, we always talk about taking that time to reflect on things that happen, and sometimes you 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 do things right that are that are unconscious, or or you you tap into stuff and you don't realize it, and sometimes. You need your therapist to, to point it out to you or a friend because you don't have the self-awareness in that moment to, to realize what's happening or, or and especially to to find that it is something that is potentially beneficial and, and healing and therapeutic. Helps that you're a bunch of therapists, but mm -hmm. I try to shut it off. <laughs> Lara says it's not possible. It's not possible. It's, it's not possible. We can't do that. No, we can't. Um, I'm retired I, and I can't I can't turn it off. Uh, it's um it's interesting because Nina and I had a conversation about our like tagline for cast, which is um playing games with intention and talking about it. And she's like, but how you're not like planning out what you're gonna work on or anything. And I'm like, that's not the intention. The intention is to be open to this, right? To use the thing for something. Um and so every time I go in, I'm willing to learn something new about myself through whatever. Um, like uh, Kayla said, my other characters are not me. There are parts of me in some of them. That's always there. Um, but like some of my other characters, I'm trying to work through understanding Nina or a family member or something and and it's not just I'm setting out to do that. It just it happened. <laughs> I'm gonna make this character. It's gonna be so fun. Uh, I'm also ooh, what what's that? My baggage. <laughs> I guess I'll be unpacking that. <laughs> oh, damn. 
I didn't realize I brought it with me, but uh-huh. my dice bag's in there, so I, I got to open this package. <laughs> Listen, I have not listened to Tegan and Sarah since 2013, okay? And then we made, this, we made this playlist, and I put a ton, because it was a gay angst playlist, mm-hmm. right? It's It's a playlist for Lexa and Riley, all the music that we thought of for them and their experience and um i put a ton of tegan and sarah in there because like what what can there's no more gay angst than that (laughs) it's true and now kayla's listening to tegan and sarah that's right tegan and sarah is powerful (laughs) it is (laughs) they're they're great uh they have a new album dropping soon too um on on rolling for change, the the tagline there is, uh, you know, like the kings are transformational, right? That it, 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 it's it's the like you said, it's it's being open to the idea that these experiences, they could be just games, but they don't have to be. We can grow. We can we can we can learn about ourselves and other people. We can process stuff. We can we can grow uh, as we as we're doing. We can just become something else at the end of it. And uh, I and I really like that uh, this example where like Lara, you are you are you, <laughs> and Kayla, you are the other side of it, right? Like it shows that it can it can be either way. It doesn't have to be um, that. We often talk about that, the, like the the even even being open to the negative part of it. We're like, I would never do that, but you feel a certain way about it. And as long as you can process it, and it and it leads to some some new understanding and some some new insight, that is super helpful. It's also helpful to have a group where you feel safe uh, mm-hmm. talking about like yeah. this would not have happened probably with anyone but Kayla right like this I don't and the group that we're in right I feel safe talking about even though we're streaming it you know people can watch but like I it's different like I am looking at their faces and I am bearing my soul you know yeah (laughs) Mm-hmm. But there's like this conversation is kind of behind the scenes too, right? Like there's mm-hmm. there's so much going on in addition to the to the story. There's there's three therapists supporting the two of you also dealing with this outside of the game, right? There's 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 a a, a lot of support there too. Mm-hmm. Not just not just the openness to it, which is which mm-hmm. which alone is huge, right? Mm-hmm. The openness to like, oh yeah, no no, like that matters too. <laughs> it's not just a game. No. Definitely this game i know i think <laughs> i think about it constantly we're okay. not the and we're not the only ones who have had some really pivotal experiences in this particular game how many but, people but ended that up is drawing? But that is uh that is this other person's thing to bring yeah, up in our yeah, debrief yeah yeah, yeah. i i want to know uh, how this led to okay like like Kayla's now listening to to tegan and sarah again welcome uh and now uh, and, and and lara you're you're drawing more, more yeah more so, than ever Nina got me an iPad Air and an Apple Pencil. Like, she ordered it over a month ago, and it just got here like a week before. I think a week before the the eleventh episode eleven, which is the one where Kayla came back and we had the scene. 
Um, and I just, I just started processing things. I was like, I need to draw something. The drawings I was doing when I first got the iPad were horrible. <laughs> hey, horrible. Don't you talk bad except about my friend's the, art. Except, except for I did appreciate the the giraffe with Nina's head on it that I drew. <laughs> um, that's fine art. I think that's the best thing you've ever done. The art was great. Yeah, I thought yeah. the art was fantastic. I will well, make stickers out of it once you send okay. me the, the file. Oh, that's um, amazing. And then I got the idea to draw um, during the game. My character, Riley, had made a charm to protect Alexa from whatever was going to happen. And the bad thing did happen. Like, almost the worst thing did happen. Alexa got knocked unconscious and had to be rescued and all of that. Um, so I decided to draw this charm uh, because I was like, you know what? How hard is it to draw a bundle of dandelions and and You did basil? so good. And it is... I was so proud of myself for that. And then being able to, like, mess with it after and do, like effects to have it look like there's magic around and like it is mm -hmm. i've never felt so confident in my drawing skills or amazing. my coloring skills um and this is i had minimal minimal help like from my artist wife she just basically told me you know what i would use this brush if you want like a clear like effect like oh and then it spiraled into uh Oh, I can't remember. I, I drew... Um, I think it's the cauldron. The, the cauldron burning the book, which is different. Yes. For, I drew it differently from how it happens in the, in the story because visually it wasn't going to look as good to have the book underneath the cauldron. Yeah, It's better with the book in the cauldron and the, fire. Who, who cares because, about logistics? It's all about Not only arts. did Lexa tell Riley what happened, but then Lexa went and burned the book, which is like a very important book after ripping out Riley's page and giving mm -hmm. her the page. I did watch, uh, Lara posted a couple of clips for us to watch in preparation, and that was one of them. Yeah. I did really enjoy that aspect of like, this is a symbol of my betrayal of your trust. And I'm I'm going to destroy it as a tool to be used against you, but the piece that belongs to you is being returned to you. And I thought that mm -hmm. that was mm, so good. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yes. And, and, and I love that like you've been drawing and, and processing that and, mm -hmm. and, and showing it visually yeah. and you've been proud of it. Like there's, there's there's there, all these pieces of it, right? There's like this cascading effect where like you you're more confident in in your own art and in what you're feeling and you're sharing it with us in multiple ways. Well, awesome. and it it parallels Riley's story in this season has been finding herself and finding confidence in what in something new-ish she can do, right? She's learning a different kind of magic in this season. Um, about she's learning how to talk to the dead and, and all of that. And so I've never tried to do any art like this. And um, there was one of the drawings I was like, I walked out of the, the office when I was working on it and I showed Nina and I was almost in tears. I was like, look how good this is. Um, I think it was- And how meaningful the too. <laughs> right, right. It, I don't think it was the Moonscape one. 
I did one later of a of a planchette, which is like a which you use on a Ouija board to talk to the dead. And I was like, I did the shading on this. I don't do shading. And I figured it out on my own how to do it. And like, I just, so I'm finding confidence in a new skill at the same time Riley is. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this game, this game. I, I need to write all this that. down for our debrief. It's just having like. I've taken so many notes, yeah. Having, you know, a one shot. I'm just going to put myself in this game. It's a magical world. It's like, whatever. It's a, no, not a big deal. And then. The framing of being like, I'm not really familiar with role-playing games and I'm unsure of myself in this way and having that launch off this whole character arc and then have that be reflected right back into your own life, not just in the art stuff, but in the role-playing stuff. is like you feel more confident in playing these games now in in your art. And it, ah, God, I love that. That's so cool. That's right. When we were recording GT Adventures... Uh, I talked about how I hadn't role-played in over a decade, and I was really worried about it because the last time I had played D&D before that was with my friend um, James, who passed away. He was my DM, and I had never had another DM. And Brandon was wonderful, and then he dropped off the face of the earth. But I have found a Rest group. Rest in peace. Did you Where? stop saying that? <laughs> he is not dead yet. <laughs> we still need to play one more time. We just need to one more time to get you to the dragon. You can always come to Cast Gamers and play. Yeah. It's an open yeah. invitation. Mm-hmm. I can do those things because I'm the Iron Fish. You are the Iron Fish. You have spoken. That's um, right. But I think... In a lot of, like, I still have, I realize where my, I'm realizing more now uh, through processing I am doing about myself, why I have certain shortcomings when it comes to role playing. Like, it takes me longer to process things and I try to think of what I want to say. And then by then, sometimes stuff is moved on or like, I'm on the spot and I'm like, "I, I don't, I don't know. But it has been easier for me to manage um, and I think, I mean, I've had a blast the last year and a half. I'm so, so glad I asked you if you wanted to play. It was like an yeah. on the whim thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like slid into Lara's DMs. <laughs> I was like, hey, you want to play Kids on Brooms with us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, you want to play? And a, now here we you are. You want to play a here fun little one-off? And also, I, it's yeah. gonna change your fucking life. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I I literally sent the day Lara sent the the charm drawing. I literally sent it to my tattoo artist, and I said we need to change part like, of this tattoo. Like less than an hour, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "I'm gonna turn it into a tattoo," and I was like, "Do it." And she, okay, watch me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you're not the only. I have mentioned thinking about getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, one of the drawings I did. Um, in part of Lex's like trying to repair things, she magically removes the scar that Riley has and turns it into a marigold. Um, and I've I'm thinking about getting one, but I have other tattoos I need to get first. Um, to process some some stuff of my own. Um, that's other than this, and but then I thought about it and I was like, I'm willing to tattoo. A flower that is orange on my arm, and I hate orange. 
um but it's okay yeah. it's okay yeah to be fair i mean the charm fits the tattoo piece that it's going into my half sleeve exactly. that i have is is a, a half sleeve that's representative of my like own queer journey uh so i'm just removing one of the succulents and telling her you need to put this in this has <laughs> to go in um which is great because it'll be finished soon so yeah sounds like we need a, a, a sequel to our tattoo episode <gasps> like two years ago <laughs> yeah i mean this this tattoo is uh, i'll get on a tangent so all right so any any anything else you want to share about kind of the experience any any like advice for people who may come to that crossroads um because you said something before where like you don't like it's a special group or right Uh, it it feels that way um so like what criteria do you think people should consider if they're going to uh, if if they're even aware, or even afterwards, as they as they become aware of the fact that like, oh wait a minute, I'm going down a path here that is that might be difficult. It takes a like, I mean, you can find a therapeutic quality in just any homebrew any game with your friends. Um, I think that it's a matter of someone who. Having a group where the safety is in, like built in, and mm-hmm. it is like both implicit and explicit that it is safe, right? Yeah. Um, we talk about safety at our table all the time, and um, it take it did take time. Like I wouldn't have made this journey a year and a half ago necessarily, it's but tough. I started it. <laughs> we did. Yeah, I'm uh, like I can imagine how painful it could be if you decide to do something like that, and then even just one other person at the table is just like completely set to derail, you know, yeah. the the, mm-hmm. the path that you're on now, or doesn't, you know, just for the sake of drama or story or something, right? When um, because you're being so vulnerable at that moment. And like you're literally situ- processing yeah. <laughs> going through your feelings. And in this situation, like you have to have a good, like this is a GM game. You need a good GM yeah. who's mm-hmm. going to listen. Right. We've talked several times. It's interesting because Scott will bring up like, why are you all telling Dustin, our, our GM, what to do with your characters? And we're like, because we have player agency. Yeah. Like, we get to say, this is a line I do not want crossed with my character. Yeah. This is something that I think is really important and I want to include. Um, and, and Dustin, uh, we have our final debrief this Friday. Mm-hmm. And Dustin is actually planning on talking quite a bit about uh, being having taken the role as the game master and player consent and player agency and how that... Uh, part of it, I think. Part of it, I think, is Dustin took a very active role in creating a game that gave us as the players a lot of agency and a lot of consent. Uh, and he had a lot of background conversations about, "Hey, here's what I'm thinking." For example, like he 
he would he would come to me and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking about for Lex's father. Does this ring true? And then I would respond. And then when I was gone for those two weeks, I that then in turn gave him my responses to him were, here's the lines you can't cross. And these are the things that I, I want to make sure don't happen until Lex is conscious again. Uh, and then he he respected those. Some some game masters or dungeon masters, you know, when they're like, screw it, I want right. my story to be this. Yeah, it's really important to keep the framework of th this is a cooperative game. You have somebody who is positioned as the the leader, the game master, what have you, but they are a player too. And if you want the play space to be fun, everybody needs to feel like they are heard and that their wishes are respected and that they they are respected. And um, f finding a good GM, DM, who looks at games in that framework is, I think, really important if that is the kind of play you want to have. Yeah, I'm glad you made that distinction, right? Because some people just want random craziness and some people right and there's and there's room for that right yeah. and you yeah. can you that's can, what people at the table want yeah, you can, and you can have like a totally silly game that is very much being led by one person and still have like an aha moment internally or between people relationship wise um but going into it with that idea of like this is what we want to do is we want to have these moments we want these characters to go through stuff that is meaningful and heavy, complicated, and worth expanding upon and getting into. And that requires us to be vulnerable, which means we need to feel safe. Yeah. And at the very, you know, if, if, if at the table you don't find support, look for support, you know, somewhere else, rely on your support system and tell them about the experience you're having and how you're feeling take that time to reflect because yeah. because that that's where the magic happens it's in the mm -hmm. it's in the that reflection and the understanding and yeah thank you so much for sharing uh before we wrap up we've been talking oh. about a lot of the like really emotional moments of of your guys's game um i would just love to hear a little snippet of something that really gave you joy um so <laughs> there are so I, I, I um lexa plays rugby that is like one of the very few similarities that we i have in common with lexa uh but i got uh, kids on brooms has exploding dice and so if you roll the the highest score if you roll the highest on the die it can, you get to continue to roll it uh and so she's she rolled like a 29 and basically like won the whole rugby game it was fantastic i loved it um and uh, riley's barrel roll uh when we were doing uh, broom riding riley can barrel do a barrel roll on a on a broom yeah. that's not a euphemism right? <laughs> that is not no no okay. no no thank no. you for nope. clarifying riley uh lexa taught riley how to ride a broom quite well and now lexa has forgotten how to ride a broom so and, um, Riley has to decide whether she's going to help Lexa yeah. or not. Yes, because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a secret. I have a feeling they're, they're going I'll to. I'll tell you a secret. <laughs> it's an auto fail. <laughs> Lexa cannot ride a broom right now. She will auto fail, which means, you know, she'll fall. 
There are so many moments in this game that have brought us joy and laughter and like crying, like tears, laughter. Um, but as far as like joy for myself, I think I had, well, I had the exploding dice when I did the the creation of the charm. So the charm actually worked to protect Lexa. But I really enjoyed of the moment in our final episode in episode 12 Riley's trying to raise the dead and just like she raised like three spirits from the dead to help save the yeah. day and like Hell yeah. the confidence of being able it's to do bad. that not just talk to a ghost and get like one or two yeah. word answers but like bringing the dead and controlling them and is now possibly possessed Possibly by a ghost. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned. For yeah. 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 Lexa, uh, Lexa did give Riley some blood for that, but <laughs> the casting was pretty great. Mm-hmm. It was pretty epic. It, I was like, a... damn, she's going to get three. <laughs> <laughs> three spirits. Mm. But yeah. And there's lots of um, hilarity and like. Tim, who plays Calvin, is great at being our our comedic relief. He's the offbeat um, eccentric, and he is so eccentric. We had a we had a glowing rainbow raccoon <laughs> with a with rainbow a rainbow lance. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god! I love yes. that. Yeah, we're still yeah. waiting on art for that, but yeah, that'll go on some some kind of merch. I promise you. And we have we also have a playlist for the entire not just Lex and Riley, but a playlist for the whole season yes. of of uh, we're yes. calling it Yale Cadades. Yes, Yale And Nina did the art for the she album did. cover. And um, we have great. It is great. We we also have a raccoon in Yale booty pants <laughs> that say Yale on the bat on the butt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. great. It's yeah, pretty great. Where's the drawing of the raccoon in the yellow booty pants? Uh, it's, it's the it's the, the draw. It's the album cover. Oh, it is. Oh, mm-hmm. share please. I we, I will I will happily share the playlist with you. It's six hours long. <laughs> because it's all of our characters and Dustin's inspiration as creating the world. Yeah. And yeah. there's seven of us. So. <laughs> Tabletop RPG sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They'll nothing, ruin your life, sounds, but in the good way. Yep, no, <laughs> in a good way. Nothing about them sounds fun or interesting or. <laughs> so boring. Damn, I know, I know, I know. We we've had a few um, like we we've had a few tabletop RPG episodes like trying to sell the idea to anyone who's never done it before. I think this one, we might put this one at the top of the list, I think. This is, like, I think the most powerful experience I've had playing. Yeah. And I've, I had yeah. I had a recent character that I had a similar thing happen where I was like, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, but this is, like, tops it. I thought that was good. This is, like, <laughs> I don't know what we did. We did something. I don't something. know what we did either. It's, um, I talk about how I figured out I was queer by playing role-playing games when I was younger. And this is more powerful than that. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Play some RPGs. Yeah. yeah we're going to play, like we're going to play 
two-player ga- games in mm-hmm. the off-season to see where they... Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. We're we throw idea, We message ideas to Constantly. each other. I'm going to possibly start writing creatively, which I haven't done in over a decade. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for, for sharing this uh this experience and 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 kind of the behind the scenes and how it's affected you and all the pieces not just in this episode but kind of you know over the last couple of weeks it was it i, I couldn't wait to hear more because because <laughs> I, I could tell uh how how great it was for you laura so so I'm glad you came and here to show. If you want to watch some awkwardness between us, go watch the, the clips and highlights on uh, on Twitch, or watch the full episodes on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Any any final closing thoughts? No, Laura, you good. Kayla, anything you want to say? No. Plug cast one more time. Hey, what'd you say? Well, plug cast one more time. How I mean, do, yeah, you know, it? if you if you well. Until I get that form filled, figured out, and finished, you can find me in the Geek Therapy Discord. I think it's at KDevo, D E V A U X. Think so, or just ask for, or for, just ask for Kayla from Cast. Somebody will know who you're talking about. Ask for Lexa, <laughs> or Lexa. There you go. Lexa That's will you. not respond. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, there's a and, final thought that, like, mm. we were joking. And Kayla said, what if we have Riley and Lexa on GT Radio? I made and a then, joke. And you made a joke. a joke. You made a joke. And then the next week, Hostway's like, do you want to have Kayla on and talk Never about Never joke. <laughs> Don't joke. Don't joke about uh, podcasting. Always I blow up in your face. Yeah. I, 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 Lara had done something for me in our channel. And I said, have I told you that I love you lately? <laughs> and Dustin said, hey, now leave it for the stream. And then Lara said, I just bust out laughing on GT radio. I was, we, and it was that. a moment when my laughter was like warranted. So I wasn't, but I looked at my phone on that. And, and like, then I said, and then that's when I said, you, you, we should have Lexa and Riley on GT radio as a joke. <laughs> Don't joke about podcasting. <laughs> uh, if you want to tune in without watching all the shows, you can tune in Friday, uh, on Twitch, cast cast underscore gamers for our debrief. Otherwise, catch us when we go back to Wander Home. And Kayla Friday. and I play a very different uh, dynamic. Different characters, <laughs> different relationship. <laughs> this is more like a parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be interesting. Link, any, any closing thoughts? Uh, not really. Thank you, Kayla, for joining us. This has been a really fun episode, and um, I this yeah. was great. I love hearing about kids on bikes and all the fun, big, big brain, big heart moments. That's that's my catnip. Num num num. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This is fun. <laughs> and if you either of you ever want to play with us, I know Josue, you've played with us, but. I I got into it a little it's bit open, when I did. You yeah. sure did. <laughs> you sure did. You sure did. <laughs> Robot and all. <laughs> um, it's an open invitation. Thank you. You Thank know you. where to find us. I do. <laughs> Cast with seven T's. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and two underscores, gamers. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find the actual link uh, <laughs> to to finding uh, K- 
Cast Gamers uh, in the show notes and links to all of our community spaces. For more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.org. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. Mm. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org. 